leaving the circle behind. Hello and welcome to the No Holes Barred Witchcraft Podcast and today we are going to talk about what happens when you finally grow up. And by grow up I don't mean hit the legal age of adulthood in whatever country you are in, I mean you finally leave that little circle, leaving the safety of the nest, you know they say? We're leaving the safety of that consecrated magical circle behind. Those really just a condensed, oversimplified idea of the aura that just got bastardized. After people <laughs> that thought they knew a little about ceremonial magic went and created a religion in the 1950s. Right, so, if you have reached the limits of what this, we'll just assume it's a religion, this religious magical journey you're on, say you're a imaginary uh, imaginary um, religion such as a neo-Wigan, yes? <laughs> Imagine you are that. You have had your third degree initiation. You have uh, mothered or fathered a little group of nitwits for several years. And now you're finally ready to do some actual magic. <laughs> some actual <laughs> magical progression. Instead of just doing the same old story. Well, not same old stories. Well, yeah, same old stories, but also same old variations of same old rituals at the same times of the year, every year. Okay, you're finally ready, Chris. What do you do? I don't know. It's all about raising the energy and calling corners. I don't know what to do after that. No, because they've done that now. They've done that for 40 years. <laughs> What's now, now they've done 40 years worth of what the tennis equivalent of hitting a tennis ball against the wall with a racket. Now they've done their practice, because they thought practice meant practice, not do actual magic. <laughs> Warm up. <laughs> Warm up to do the magic. Okay, so does this practice. mean I can... Does this mean I can finally get the Ouija board out and feel safe, yes? That means, if you should like, you can get the Ouija board out. Now, you probably will have got the Ouija board out because that would have been one of the very limited things that you would do. However, you would, of course, done it and consecrated it and, I don't know, done sort of a blessings and such. But now, now, Chris, you're finally ready to take your first step outside that magic circle, the safety of the Neo-Wigan coven. Does that what mean do you I do? Can finally, I'm going to finally take my cloak off. You can, well, I don't know. I mean, there were many a chilly night <laughs> where there were no cloaks or shoes <laughs> or clothing of any description, as I'm sure you would remember if you were, in fact, a Neo-Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it was out for all to see. <laughs> we're, being, we're just being mean now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> when are okay. we not? Save so us how, by giving actual advice now. How about we establish what they will have learned in those three years, we hope? Right, so after 40 years of being a high priest or high priestess of a neo-Wigan cover, neo-Wigan being an imaginary non-existent religion that we're using as a stand-in, um, what would the magical aptitude and abilities of said practitioner be? I would imagine they'd have at least an entire library of Scott Cunningham books by now and would have thought, wait a minute, I think that a lot of these books are the same. And I always thought they were the same because, of course, there is only one answer to two plus two, and that is four. And all these books must be the same because they've all got the same right answer. Because there was this one person, right? Nicole, her name was, and she copied me in maths. And we both got the same answer. And she said, you've cheated. 
I said, how could I have cheated? I'm the one that did it before you. And we've both got the same answer because it's maths and we're supposed to get the same answer because it's the same bloody <laughs> question. <laughs> Only to find that in fact I got the answer wrong, as did she. And I then noticed that this was just a ploy. She was accusing me so that I would not accuse her. In reality, she copied me and she should have picked someone that's better at maths. Anyway, going back to, you've got a library of information that's all the same. Um, you've spent a fortune. You've met many a magical practitioners that in, in, you know, they embrace a witchy lifestyle. Some would say an aesthetic. Um, and you are very, very much up on your uh, pagan rights. And I don't mean rights as in... <laughs> Magical rights. I mean rights as in laws and that. You're a campaigner, you know. You want to re-establish the great temples on the hillsides. But after 40 years of practice, you still don't know where to begin because you've been told a bunch of crap. So, how does one actually now, they've been practicing for 40 years, become some kind of a priest or a priestess of what they'll probably call the old religion, what we're gonna call a new religion because the old one's dead. How does one now become a new seat for an old energy? And does it involve a circle? No, it, it might involve a few triangles, though. Oh, triangles. Now that's advanced. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't Could take I seriously. Could I put my triangle in a circle just because I still sleep better at night knowing there is a circle involved? <laughs> no, the triangle has sharp corners, so it's going to pop the circle, I'm afraid. Oh, damn. I see. So, where do I begin, Chris? I've done my practice for 40 years. I almost sent some energy the other day. Could have just oh, been wind, I'm not sure. And I'm a master Reiki practitioner and tarot reader. I've been doing that for at least 30 years. I started doing that before it came cool. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if this, that this was a mistake suggesting this title today because it sent you down a rabbit hole of just hate. All I'm doing is asking you questions and you're <laughs> refusing to answer said questions. It's almost like you don't want the neo-Wiggins to progress and you're unwilling to help them progress. Come on, they finally want to do it, Chris. They finally want to become a seed or some kind of powerful deity of some description. Yeah? A new oracle okay. of Delphi. Okay. So the first thing they've got to do is forget everything they've just spent 40 years learning. That is so mystical, Chris. I can't... <laughs> I mean, that is that is super mystical. <laughs> I mean, that is some next-level Miyagi stuff. Next-level Mr. Yeah. Miyagi stuff. That is like, oh, the first thing you must do is unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's mystical. Right, they're currently creaming their pants. You've hooked them in. What's the next step? They now have established you because you've come out with some kind of mystical crap. That's the sort of people they cling to, obviously. You've come out with that. They now think this is a man that says nothing, yet clearly knows so much. <laughs> what are we to do? Please tell us, so great one. Well, first you were... Wax on, and then you are wax off. Can I use a patchouli? And does it have to be <laughs> something from my evil company, Johnson and Johnson? Or can I use a natural <laughs> wax? And you know that kind of thing. I'm being ethical, right? Save the planet. You know, I don't really want to get rid of the bush, but I will if you tell me that much like a Buddhist monk, I have to shave off all the hair. <laughs> 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 oh, 
oh this is awful right we need to do some real stuff now so i've been asking you what's the first step well i am currently looking at a copy of agrippa right that is a printed by llewellyn um, oh is that the same one i've got you finally upgraded chris so i have well i've updated to a digital version of oh, it no you've got a digital one you don't read pdfs what are you talking I about know, but i've had to oh god i refuse but... to spend i refuse to spend money at llewellyn Right, so, so are you telling them to go and get a copy of the publishing company Llewellyn's book of Agrippa because they might feel at home given that they know that Llewellyn only ever released good content in the form of books and such and that it may be something that's familiar before you basically do that little trick we used to do when I was a kid and literally pull the rug out from underneath them and watch them topple over. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty okay. Much. But they know what I'm all also about saying Agrippa. is they've watched what several also saying is, documentaries about Agrippa, and they've also read the Magus because the Magus is a ripoff of Agrippa, and they almost understood it. Chris, they've got a <laughs> lot of little quotes they can repeat, and they know about elements, all five elements. of them. Yeah, all five of them. What's all the five fifth of one? Them. Well, the fifth, depending on what type of Neo-Wigan you are, could be spirit or it could be time, you know? But I cannot tell you the answer to that because that is a third-degree secret, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Much like because what am I wearing under my crushed velvet? Is it some <laughs> sort of Mormon-like underpants? Or is it just nothing at all? That is all for a degree initiatory secrets of the neo-wigan tradition chris now please don't use your magical hook that you hooked me in claiming to know all of these things and help me when you're actually just trying to steal the secrets of our tradition because i signed a piece of paper <laughs> being an initiatory to the third degree to say that i would not publish this material that is already out there on the internet so i would not republish <laughs> this material in the form of telling people are incredibly important secrets such as the secret of the god and goddess and their union <laughs> so i've got the book agrippa i'm going to go and get it right now imagine i'm going to amazon what i'm actually doing is going and getting it from that shelf over there okay <laughs> So yes, you've got to go get a gripper. I've and then got the first thing they, the first thing they're going to do from Amazon. <laughs> yes. Is they're going to will you stop trying to sell more of your shares in Amazon, Liam? For full disclosure, I may have shares <laughs> in Amazon. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you Come on, that, are you I've got Jeff the book. Bezos? I've like got the this. book. I've got the book, right? It doesn't have a pentagram on it, but past my second degree, I started to read more books that didn't have pentagrams on them. So I am okay with that, you know, well, because the secret it. books, they have more unusual titles and not got pentagrams on it. You know, when you get to my third degree, we were told we were now able to laugh at the people that used to buy the books with the pentagrams, like we were like two years ago when I did my first and second degree initiation into the neo-Wigan neo tradition. So, I've got the book, and I'm just seeing Hebrew, Chris. This looks a bit too ceremonial magician-y. Now, the very specific initiatory tradition of the neo-wiccans that i initiated into we did have a strong ceremonial magic influence in the form of our founder our founding father hallowed be his name um but i mean it's all been very much of a muchness for me i was generally if i'm honest a bit like the 
political, more magical equivalent of the political backbencher. I kind of turned up to justify my massive salary and to my constituents that I was actually doing something, but I didn't pay much attention, if I'm honest. So I do have been to many a magical ceremony and such, but I've never learnt the Hebrew, Chris. And if I'm honest, if it weren't for the fact it had a page number on it, I wouldn't know which way up it was supposed to be. <laughs> You're really in that mood today, aren't you? I, sh I shouldn't have asked you to do this after recording um, a not book review. We did not a book you're review on tarot for crying out loud. And some people would excited. have thought, some of people would have picked up on the fact that we were doing a not a book review on tarot because tarot is a book, they say, and not the actual book. But most people that would have been lost on, you know. I've got the book, Chris. <laughs> Can you please stick to trying to teach me? Because you're just talking in riddles and I need to have this. <laughs> I'm not used to solving riddles to get my occult gnosis. I'm used to being told my occult gnosis and memorising it and then writing it in my book of shadows. Do I need a book of shadows? Because I will have to buy a new one. Because the last one, the crystal fell off the front and it's pretty much all used up anyway. And I like to every time I enrol on a new course... <laughs> Every centre of excellence course I buy, I buy a new pretty book from paper blanks, or or I'll go down to Glastonbury High High Street if I've been paid. If it's on a payday, I will go down Glastonbury High High Street and buy one of those leather-bound ones <laughs> that the slaves make. <laughs> <laughs> and that people import and sell on at a really inflated high price. So I've got the book and I've got a notebook. What must I first do? I'm presuming you're going to say open the pages or am I supposed to channel it or something? I think you should channel it myself because I think that'd be far more amusing. But as as you are not the student and hypothetically you you are... Right, my point was I was trying to make, Leah, before you kept calling out bullshit, uh, I have no idea what that was, um, is that I was trying to point, make the point of you now reflect on everything you thought you'd learn over 40 years um, well, by have. applying what's in those pages to it. What, you want me to read the whole book? Yes. I mean... For crying out loud, if I wanted a book religion that was based on a book, I'd just go and become Jewish. I don't want no scholarly stuff. I want to be able to, like, wave crystals about and stuff. You mean there's none of that? No. Don't need crystals at this point. Oh, crying out loud. The well, I'm not bit... selling my crystals. They cost me a lot of money. <laughs> the next bit is not required for any of those things because you should be doing your work astrally. Astrally? Oh, I've done astral travel and that. I did do I mean, it once, but I didn't have any control over it. I'm not entirely sure whether it was a dream or not. It could have been a dream. Right. Channing Tatum was there. Yes, I think that was a dream, love. I think oh. that was a dream. Now, upon astral projection... Upon waking from it, is it usual to have sticky sheets? Wow, Liam, are you really going to be like that today? <laughs> well, I mean, we did talk about astral, you know, astral projection in my neo-Wigan tradition, and they said that basically you have to do a lot of meditation, and I did a lot of meditation, and it didn't really get me nowhere. And then they told me to imagine that there was a rope ladder coming out of my stomach. That just gave me stomach cramps and I was kind of like, why is that there? I did try, but to be honest with you, I never got that far with astral travel. That's beyond my abilities and it's not part of the third degree Neo-Wigan examination to become a high priest slash high priestess. Because I was originally a high priest, but... Some of the other Neo-Wigan traditions allowed me to be a high priestess because they are very progressive people. And the high priest 
role was filled. So I needed to be, I wanted to be a more important person. So I had to be one of the leaders. So I became high priestess instead. Right? Okay, so where's my first lesson? Because we're 20 minutes in and you've still not given me my first lesson. Unless I really need to go and reflect upon this. Because maybe you've been teaching me all along and I just did not realise because of the comedy. Mr. Chris, are you there? Have you calmed down now, sir? I have calmed down. I am in a calm and tranquil state. Okay. I'm in an alpha state. Hmm. I'm sure. Right. Next point I was trying to make 20 minutes ago is that the first part is is actually getting to grips with what's in a gripper. Ha ha ha. Um so Obviously, we previously did an episode of this called Get a Gripper, I think. I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to that because I was told by several people within my tradition that you are both toxic, bad influencers. So I have not listened to any of your content. Okay. So please bear with me. I will try my best. Okay. Does this does this character you are playing, Liam, disappear at 30 minutes? Because I really hope it does. It can if you like, because that <laughs> way we'll have 30 minutes of the free episode. And then after the 30 minutes, they've got to pay for the knowledge, Chris. And a lot of the neo-Wiggins that we'll be listing will be used to paying for knowledge. The only difference this time is that they'll be paying for it and they'll actually get some. <laughs> but as a freebie i will cut my character now because you don't like it i think there's an excellent learning tool but <laughs> you would presumably use heimrich agrippa's free books of occult philosophy as kind of like an exercise book i'm presuming so this is kind of like when you start school and you get given your school textbooks you know, and it's got course material stuff in and you're not told to just read it. Obviously you're assigned homework and tasks and stuff that that book helps with. So is that what you're saying that this format would take, that it would be useful? Yeah, so what I'm kind of hoping is that through a gripper, you'd be able to replace some of the broken knowledge. So, you know, when you, we often talk about when you go to school, and you learn a version of maths to get through GCSE. Then, then you're told at A level that that maths is crap, and actually maths is a bit more like this. I was told my maths was crap at every stage. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but go on, I do understand what you're meaning because I've seen this also in science. Yeah. So the same way that you learn about a solids, liquids, and gases, and then you're told everything is molecular. And then you move further on to everything is matter or antimatter. Um, the um, the whole process is, is is about this. So at this point, you should be kind of going, okay, all the stuff that I learned before. If you were to then apply it to a gripper, regardless of what practice you come from, if you're able to apply it to a gripper and understand like you've already said, Liam, between the bullshit, is that obviously this is a highly ceremonial version um, given in there. But obviously you just got to be able to unpack it. So when you look at all the various symbols in there, you've got to be able to translate those to your own language, almost like when we're talking about tarot or any other kind of interpretive um, methodology. That you're able to you're able to create those those versions so that they make sense to both of you okay so i can't remember the order in which it separated liam can you tell remind me is it natural magic first so with the first 
so there's three books. First book, I believe, would be Natural Magic, and the second would be Celestial, and the third would be basically Ceremonial Magic. The first book's my favourite, and if I'm honest, I don't much like the other ones. They bore me. Um, the, the Elements one is the first one. So starting on page eight, which is chapter three in my book, um, of the four elements, their qualities and mutual mixtions, 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 says mixtions. I struggle to read this when they do all the fancy. There are four elements and original grains of all corporeal things, fire, earth, water, air, of which all elemented inferior bodies are compounded not by way of heaping them up together, but by transmutation and union. That sounds almost alchemical. Hmm. So, starts with the elements basically, which our neo-Wigan friends will probably be familiar with the elements because it's very interesting. Heimerica Griffith starts with the elements pretty much most Wiccan books and forms of magical Western occultism. Yeah tend to involve elements pretty early on. But if but, the, my point is, if you yeah. were to move to expand that book, mm -hmm. the first book is actually about how to perform magic in the real world, in the physical world. So physical transmutation, low magics, dealing with altering the physical state. So that could be getting a new car, it could be healing the sick, it could be cursing some wench that cut you up on the motorway could be anything really notice how i said bad things as well as good things because the nature of magic is much that you don't really care <laughs> but we do know you like your 50 shades of gray don't you you're not I a black do. or white person i am not a black or white person now so then you'll move on to book two book two obviously like you say is celestial magic this is all about your you're learning how to master the astral. Oh, okay. All, all that bears in that existence. So anything that has a vibration that is in those lower. And I, I made the mistake of using the word vibration, don't I now? And now they're going to think chakras and shit. That's not what I mean. Um, anything that operates closer to low magic end of the spectrum so this is the astral world and at a push the world or two above but pretty much all of that is the the um the spiritual that is in existence or mimics is more manipulatable manipulatable but it mimics what is existing in the physical world so those those are kind of your um you know beyond the elemental beings etc to the minor deities and then book three with a bit of luck will then give you um operationally ways and means in order to actually operate with the next level of uh spiritual beings if you were to apply it properly so the third book is all about invocation evocation and you actually manipulating energies bigger than yourself is that a good synopsis? Yes. So for the last minute we've got of the regular edition of the podcast, I will use alchemical references to explain this because it, it basically goes hand in hand with the type of practitioner we are talking about here. What you're talking about is you're talking about mastery of certain levels of existence. So the first level is mastery of the physical plane manipulation of the physical plane. This is done in the form symbolically of talking about, from our perspective, we are on the earth, so mastery of the earth. As we progress, we find more energies. The elements obviously be representational of the physical plane or the earth. The next ones being, in a logical order, the planetary energy. Then after that, the zodiac. Then after that, what goes beyond the zodiac which we're not allowed to talk about because that's some sort of adept thing but fuck it we'll talk about it 
after the podcast ends on the basic first bit. So go on Patreon now. Now we're on Patreon, we talk about whatever the hell you want. So within alchemy, there's this general consensus and idea that we are looking at almost like mastering and going along these kind of stepping stones to get to some level of ascension. Most of the people are scared to death about this whole reincarnation thing. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to ascend and become some ascended master. That means they get beyond the power of the reincarnation cycle. They ascend, essentially. Um, ascension being going upwards. So the idea is to get so high and obtain such a high level that you have mastery of all that that goes before, including things that rule over the dreaded reincarnation that they're also fucking scared of. Um, so these stepping stones are are given in Heinrich Gripper's three books of occult philosophy. They are also given in more difficult terminology that's understood in other alchemical texts, as in with alchemy itself, with the separation, when you're doing alchemical experiments and stuff, but basically alchemy of the person, you yourself, I've got to change, connect to other parts of you. And this is almost like going on a little jolly, a little jaunt. You start off with you, and then you pick up another person, and then another person, and then another person. And then all of a sudden you've got an entourage. So this entourage is not just like an entourage of like when you had gang wars at school, you and your friends would march over to the Grange school and beat them all up. No, it's not like that. This entourage is comprised of aspects of you. Mastering those aspects in the correct order will mean that you are pulling together as a greater, bigger thing. To the point where you get to this part which they call the abyss, Chris, isn't it? They call it the abyss, that thing no one's supposed to talk about, what lies on the other side, the ascension. That means crossing the great abyss. And then you find that when you've done that, there are several other, I wouldn't like to say roadblocks, let's say stepping stones. <laughs> let's say stepping stones. Um, <clears throat> and it continues on, so on and so forth. But either way, it's all in Agrippa. It's all in alchemy, if you study it. The problem is people don't understand it, partly because this is something you need to do. It is craft-based, Is physically based is a transmutation that will not only happen within your energetic bodies but also to a certain extent in your physical body. How can it not as above is like that which is below as the old Hermetic magicians doth say. What else are we talking about then? Because after you've spilled that out and you're hoping that the student's going to come back and tell you all of that, the neo-Wigan that is saying where do I go from here, I've done all of this Wiccan shit. Um, that is basically the thing, the great work is what they call it, the great work. And you're privy to more and more secrets as you do greater works, I suppose. So I'm, I'm highly doubting that I would ever meet a Wiccan that has actually got a full grasp of what I've just, what we've just described, even on the non-Patreon section in those last useful five minutes. I um, think that there are some which will have a, just because it's the 20th, uh, 21st century now, I think there are some which will have an academic understanding because they've heard it talked about before. They'll have mm -hmm. heard someone say it, but they won't really know because they won't have done. Nor would they be able to demonstrate any of the abilities. But this is a problem, isn't it? Because that's where we find ourselves with lots of people that know the storyline for the next book in the series yet haven't read the first fucking book yet like the old twilight saga isn't it they know what happens for all of the books but they've still only halfway through the first book kind of spoils it in a way one would say and obviously they'll have an understanding that is you know bright pictures um, but doesn't that actually have any understanding? So, you know, um, big gob, no trousers. Mm -hmm. um, so the 
so yes, the point I was trying to make was that you then want to, as a as a mentor, um, you would want to kind of make sure that they have an understanding of these things. Um, and that obviously could be done quite quickly, I suppose, in a, in a set of a couple of tasks. Um, or uh, what's that word you quite like? Quest. I love a set quest. Of, you I could love set, set a couple of quests. Yeah. Um, in order to actually prove their understanding of these things. Um, and what you'll find is because it's so, like you say, so widely discussed, book three in its relation to ceremonial magics, um, they'll be missing the point. Mm. So, um, which is what I hinted at before with the, you know, is about an understanding of invocation, evocation in its grandest sense. So not in the, you know, uh, I've uh, communed with a dead person or I've brought in an energy I could not understand. Mm. Um, ceremonial magician, kind of that part. Uh, in that kind of in that third book should get you to the point that you can artificially create these entities which is why you don't need to have a knowledge of hebrew liam in order to actually be able to use these um that, that you should be able to replace all the hebrew words um with words that would make more sense to you in what layers of protection what layers of work what layers of manifestation are required in order to create an artificial soul no we may have left some people behind at that point either from a magical perspective or basically because they've tuned out not understanding so what i'll do is i will rehash it and talk to the people which did not understand what chris just said basically when you reach the end of what your magical tradition or system has been able to teach you, it is now time to move outside of that. There is a big problem, well, is that within the Book of Agrippa, within that idea of the greater work of an ascension, you need to go in a direction, you need to get there, you are attaining, you are trying to get that, you are trying to ascend, right? That is not done by stumbling around in the dark, though. No, no, no. That is done through going on the stepping stones, yeah? You jump on the stepping stones, one to the other, to the other, to the other. What you don't do is go and explore the rest of the cove, which is what many people do. They just go and explore the rest of the shoreline, never venturing across that river or mystical, I don't know, pond <laughs> and actually going into it they're just investigating all oh, right okay so i'm on this part of the shore if i go over there on the african traditional religious side of the thing i'll just explore a little bit of that and i'll explore a little bit of that no 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 you're only ever reaching the perspective of exploring other ideas of the shoreline okay never going further now there are many 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 as you notice there's a lot, a lot of people don't say there are not just one set of stepping stones. Oh, no, no, no. Because there are a set of stepping stones where you started, which you're starting in presumably the Western tradition, if you're listening to us. In the Western tradition, there's a nice little step set of stepping stones that you can go off on, yeah? To get to the other side of that shoreline, ascension, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and you could start there, or you could throw your rattle out the pram, and you can say, I don't like all of this. I'm going over there. I'm going to go and have a little mess around in the Orient. And I'm going to go on that sea shoreline. And I'm going to spend so much of my time trying to learn my bearings in that little piece of that cove over there. Because I've never fucking been there before. Um, and then maybe I'll start going on their little stepping stones because their stepping stones aren't made of any sort of rock. Their stepping stones seem to be made of some kind of floating bamboo tree things. And that looks so much cooler than the boring stepping stones we've got here. They look like they've been chiseled out of some sort of mathematical equation or some shit like that. Whereas the, they bob up and down those ones. They look so much cooler, right? And then I give up with that. 
and I decide to go over to, I don't know, India or some shit like that because they've got giant lily pads or something and that's just cool. They look to be doing something even more interesting. So I've ditched the Western tradition and then I've ditched the Chinese traditional tradition and then I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go for some Ayurvedic type thing. Still, not even getting to the first stepping stone on any of the shorelines and then you die. So basically, stepping stones, many different stepping stones, paths, but you need to find which path that you're going to go down. That would be the first thing you need to do when you leave that little magical circle. Are we in agreement, Chris? Definitely. Right. So Remember, some of those have been greased upon purpose. Yes. Yes. And some of those, when you go over to Chinatown... They will say, yeah, that stepping stone there, mister, start there. And you go on it, and it's a fake stepping stone, because they don't want you going from their stepping stones at all. Oh, there's so much I could read into there. But we'll just stick to the basics of the Western tradition from here on in, because most of these people that are listening are listening in English. Therefore, notice I say most of them, there'll be other people that are actually tuning in something else. But... Hello to you people. Hello. Yes, the other patrons do not know about this whole other language, the secret language of the teachings of Thoth, witchcraft shop. Um, you know, but there we go. So, Chris, getting on them fucking stepping stones. They're so bloody slippery and elusive. I kind of see them after the mist clears. I think I see a stepping stone, but I'm not too sure. How does one know if they're going to go on a stepping stone or not? I would say avoid the stepping stones altogether. Avoid the stepping stones altogether and cheat the system. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying don't use the stepping stones that are there. Oh, Chris. You're saying build a raft? <laughs> Yeah, swim all the way up. Oh, he says he's going to build a raft. Okay. See, the the pros and cons of building a raft versus going on the stepping stones that have been left by such people, such as uh, Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa and friends. What are the pros and cons <laughs> of both? Because you are either, like they say stepping stones going in the footsteps of those that have come before you or you're just basically saying fuck that i know what's best i'm gonna build me a raft right so pros and cons of both then the pros and cons are will depend on what we often talk about which people misconstrue so the natural will see how those stepping stones are connected because they'll remember how they stepped them last time. As opposed to the tryhard, who may never have stepped them ever, will then have to make the decision of whether or not they are willing to take the risk of stepping where other people have stepped before. So the pros and cons to this is the fact that, yes, a beaten track is easier to traverse. However, you've then got to assume that they went the whole way the right way and didn't make some uh. stupid little detours that go all the way around the planet before they get to the second stepping stone because they got a bit distracted and went differently. So, so my suggestion if the stepping stones are a maze, you're saying they could go down the wrong path yeah. in the maze haven't followed someone else's work is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying okay right but the best way to win with a maze is to have a bird's eye view the question is whether or not you've actually got access to being able to see something in the fifth dimension well that's what they call guides in it guides being guided by something else and within the stepping stone system there are many guides that take you through the different parts of the maze there are experts in those parts of the maze. A guide per stepping stone, one could even possibly say. 
However, the biggest problem within this system, which I'd say is a major con, is that the, this system, how do you know whether you've got a guide or you've just got some fucking evil, nasty, crappy entity taking the piss? Or worse, because that happens often. Hence the evolution of the New Age movement, because that is all just a pile of wank. Mr. Chris, you didn't say about the uh, building a raft, though, did you? Oh, building a raft. Pros and cons. Has, pros and cons of building a raft is, is your raft strong enough to actually go where you need to go? Um, I like to build a raft because, I, well, I know the system and therefore I know the shortcuts. And the shortcuts aren't on the path where the, the stones are, I'm afraid. Um, but... That needs to, you know, you need to have the knowledge in order to be aware of where you're going and, you know, what situations you've got to get yourself through in order to get to the other side. Um, pros to building a raft means that, one, you'll stay floating above where the um, this rut is. So if it's been going, sent in the wrong direction, you will at least have the option to skip the parts where you know to skip. Um, but again, the the beauty of a raft also means that you can get someone to assist you going through these places. Um, but the question is whether or not you would want to. An enclosed system. So that raft you have built and that raft you need to build hoping that it will be able to protect you from whatever is to come. These choppy seas and such might be okay going across a little river, but does it fare well if you're actually having to end up going out to the sea? Who knows? Probably, probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, also, you have the idea that if the raft does get sunk, then you're fucked, aren't you? Okay. But then at the same time, if you make a great leap from one stone to the next, then you're also fucked. So, you know, the stepping stone system is a lot more going from one thing to another. It is a very crooked path. Hashtag crooked path. The <laughs> um, raft type thing, remember, you're keeping the same format, really, aren't you, with a raft? You build the raft and you go for it. And you try to construct the raft as best you can and take as much counsel as possible from the things and that that are in the raft and ones that help you construct it, but you are still beating your own track, as it were. So I suppose some people will want to know how to build a raft, and that's very simple. If you don't know how to build a raft, you're never going to build one. It's so probably best <laughs> to go for the stepping stones because if you find the first stepping stone, which is what you do with Heinrich Agrippa, that's why all of these sorts of alchemical procedures and ceremonial magics and stuff like that, all of that exists because they give you the first couple. Hashtag free books of occult philosophy, first free stepping stones. So that gives you a format. So when you jump from one to the from from the shore to the first one, and then from the first to the second, and the second from the, to the third, and that kind of like, oh right, I get this. I've done it three times now. I know how this kind of works. Maybe I can. Oh, I can see something up ahead that looks like a step, and so I'm going to go for that one. You know, it gets you kind of almost calibrated to the the type of work that you're doing. Um, on many levels, not just physically or, you know, psychologically. The raft building, however, really is only for those that know how to build a raft. They're the cheaters, aren't they? Raft is for staff, Chris, right? Yeah. The stepping stones is the thing like the public do, because that is what they're paying for. They're literally paying to go along the ornamental pond and jump from one stepping stone to the other, whereas the staff that got to rescue the little fuckers every now and then, or have to do proper works, one would say public sector, potentially, sometimes, they go <laughs> and they need a raft. They need to be getting along and about and stuff, right? So that's staff, and therefore far outside of the realms of Heinrich Agrippa's work and far outside of the realms of anyone that has not got a clue what we're talking about. Mm. 
I think it's important to remember also that Agrippa was a tryhard, yes. um, not a natural. So, which is why it can be quite tricky for people to understand sometimes. Um, and it's because he writes from this very, very academic point of view. Uh, it also doesn't help that obviously it was written hundreds of years ago and we don't speak like that anymore. But the... And he you know, was the German. Main, and he was German. <laughs> so we're reliant on somebody else translating their inf that information. Um, so if you are a German speaker, I would suggest that you read it in German. Um, or obviously um, when it was Latinized. Um, you'll probably follow it easier um, than you will in English. Although, you know, the English language has a lot of German in it, so it's fine. It's it's better than if you were trying to read a Chinese translation. Oh, my God. Which would make absolutely no sense whatsoever, I get, I bet. Just look at um, the pictures. Yeah. So, but then to be fair, I think a lot can be said for just looking at the pretty pictures, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, and the natural will understand those without reading what's going on around it. Um, but yes, I just thought it was important to point out when people think of Agrippa, when because we talk about him a lot, um, kind of probably assuming that he's a natural and all this is wonderful information, whereas actually it's just one way of getting up those stepping stones. Natural and this is what I'm talking about. I've yeah. never ever known a natural to write things down ever. It doesn't happen. So at the end of the day, the you know you're going to get with the gripper. They are like Liam said, three very specific stepping stones. Mm. He's not the only one. He's just one of the best. Or one of the first in writing, I'd say. Yeah, in a from the modern language approach and actually all the other ones so when we're talking about you know you need to go back to the source mm. um, and actually there is no point reading all these other books that water it down mm. um, these are the other stepping stones that won't necessarily get you as far um, you know Agrippa has three very solid <laughs> stepping stones um, those three books are three very solid stones. Um, well, some would argue too solid, but we won't go there either. We don't have time. Mm. Um, but it will give you an idea that actually when you then look at, say, the, the Neo-Wigan method and go at some of the things that have been published in recent years, those will get you, if you're lucky, to the first and at a push to the second step. But they won't they be as solid. The first. But I they mean, won't I, get you as solid. Have you met that can't even do, that are just, they've got fucked up lives. They can and I don't mean fucked mm -hmm. up as in they're addicted to drugs and all that sort of thing, but they have no power over their lives whatsoever. They're caught in a trap. Some are mm -hmm. caught in a Neoplatonist trap. Others are caught in some sort of, don't even get that fucking far, just caught in some moralistic kind of trap that prevents you doing any magic what it's designed to do it prevents you from wanting to change anything and it's by change that we get experience from tinkering and it's tinkering that gets us to understand i've taken that fucking printer apart now i see how it works i see the moving parts you know all of that sort of stuff sorry i interrupted what were you gonna say yeah the, the point i was trying to make was that those three steps for a gripper are kind of solid granite. Mm. The versions that you will have read through the Neo Wiccans, um, Neo Wiccans, etc., are kind of quicksandy if you're not careful where you're stood. Um, so, you know, they are, those three steps are there. Well, at least the first two are there. Mm. The third definitely isn't. Um, what you'll also find is that if you then go and follow a, a ceremony, a ceremony magician's path, again, the three steps might actually be there. Again, they're not going to be solid. Mm. So there are too many kind of slip, slippery parts or too many holes in what's there. Um, you know, 
going the ceremonial magician way would be like walking on Swiss cheese, you know, massive holes, um, not really that solid. Um, mm. And actually, if you stay there too long, you'll melt your way through. Um, it's just kind of kind of getting to the point that it, by comparison, because that's what we often we keep doing, obviously, over the, the last few years of content is that we're trying to point that out to you it's not that it's not there and you can't get there we're just saying that actually the most solid path in western occultism is and then we are being very specific with that western occultism mm. um, that is the that is the best that they have provided so far at least the most thorough um yeah and and it's thorough because it's simple so with a homeworker grip at the time you've got someone that was definitely trying to get down that path and really putting it into writing and at the time you needed to be very well educated to even fucking read nowadays you don't need to be that educated to read but because of the language and because of the concepts that are there you still have to wrestle with it and the very fact you've got to wrestle with it means that you put effort into it and it doesn't just reveal itself like a fucking wiccan book and with the wiccan books it completely misses the point it gives you bs practice that is just not gonna get you anywhere. It is the, try and do this meditation with the candle and imagine the element of fire and all of that sort of thing. It's not really getting to know anything. It's not getting any form of a foundation. There is no dominance. There is no learning, combining, joining, transmutation of any fucking kind with any of that work. It's just in its most basic, new agey, watered down, crappy form oh yeah there's this idea of the elements learn them and then light a candle and then you can pray and that's where you always know that they're getting wrong because there's some sort of petition work which is the problem with neo-paganism and modern paganism there is very much all of it an extension of what the christians were doing which was you are not yeah. worthy worship me which is completely the opposite of very ancient forms of paganism. Where you're here, are the stepping, Sorry. here are the stepping stones, and you can't possibly transverse them without assistance mm. because you are given such a rocky foundation, such a sand, quick sandy operation, that actually someone could needs to hold your hand, otherwise you'd fall in. Mm. Um what I will say to kind of go, well, actually, let's put this into a test because we don't do this very often unless you actually, as you all be Patreons anyway, um, have a good think about how the first book of Agrippa could quite easily be reduced down to four triangles. And I want you to tell me exactly why they are triangles. <gasps> Can you actually break them down? and explain to me why they are triangles um because that would be lovely because i know you guys like to listen for the golden nuggets and then try and prove you know something <laughs> if you can answer me that <laughs> if you answer me that i'll be very impressed but i could very easily break down the entire first book to to one triangle really but <laughs> the there are four to give you an idea of why um, that are there. So is that cruel, Liam? Did I just do something cruel? It's a sort of creepy occult challenge that I think people will like, but it is not the sort of thing that you're going to be able to spend a little bit of time doing. There probably are a lot of people that would need to actually get the book or get the PDF, really read through it and all that. That takes some time. So I wouldn't imagine that you're expecting them to do that by next week's podcast. Why? No, but I would be impressed. But, yeah, but I would say that, see see how it goes, see if you can get there. Um, because they do like to tell us that they they have read Agrippa. Yes, well, I know so, at least one person's currently re wrestling quite hard with it, aren't they? And yeah. it I'm is very one because it's one of those people that would never probably normally gravitate towards it 
No. And yet, because it's so obscurely different to the practice they want to do, because this is sometimes where we make progress, is in doing the things and learning the techniques that we don't want to learn, we have no interest in. But like I said, this is the stepping stones thing. So this is about that super witch path. This isn't about just being a magical practitioner because you can meander your way around all sorts of things and be a great practitioner. This is about the people that want to do that great work and are very serious about it because you will have to dedicate your life to it, you know? So there we go. Goodbye, everyone. And uh, good luck wrestling with that homework.